Howdy guys, I'm Aiden of Blue Couch Productions, and welcome to Aiden on Anchor. Aiden on Anchor is a podcast focusing on my life. I'll tell you a lot about myself and hopefully provide value through experience. You're listening to episode 99 of the show, recorded on February 9th, 2022, at exactly 5.41 p.m. And you can probably guess what I'm going to talk about today. That's right, new Nintendo Direct, baby. I thought I'd been doing this for a while on Aiden on Anchor, covering Nintendo Directs, but I looked, and apparently I've only done, like, three. Like, if you look at all the episodes of Aiden on Anchor, there are only three about Nintendo Directs. There was one E3 Aiden on Anchor before I ever started covering these, so I guess it wasn't as big of a trend as I thought. It is kind of now, because a lot of the Nintendo Direct episodes are recent, but still. Anyway... We're going to talk about all the announcements. If you haven't seen it yet, you should probably go watch it because I'm going to spoil the shit out of it. If you came here after the fact and want to hear my thoughts, thanks. You didn't have to. Uh, Most people don't want to hear the same shit regurgitated, but I'm going to offer some new and insightful opinions that hopefully means you stick around and uh, hopefully not have it go over 30 minutes. Anyway, let's go ahead and get started. I'm using Polygon.com. For all the announcements, so if something showed up that you were excited about that I didn't talk about, blame Polygon. It's their fault. They fuck shit up. All right, let's go ahead and get started. So the Direct starts with Fire Emblem footage, and I'm like, oh, there was rumors of a Fire Emblem remake. Is this what it's going to be? And then, no, it's actually a new Fire Emblem Warriors game, which is very bizarre. Because I don't think the first Fire Emblem Warriors game did well, like, at all. Like, the first one just sort of came out. Everybody's like, oh, cool, whatever. And then people went and played Three Houses. So the fact that they're making a sequel, of all things, is kind of weird. Also says to me that there probably isn't another Fire Emblem game coming anytime soon, which I figured would be the case, considering how long it took Three Houses to come out. Like, that shit was announced back in 2017, and we got it in 2019. So, I don't know. It's still going to be a couple years, I guess, is what I'm saying. So... Fire Emblem Warriors, maybe it'll be good. I probably will not be playing it. But if these games are for you, I'm hype. If you're angry about this, I don't care. Fire Emblem fans are eating way too good to complain. Have you been on some other Nintendo series? And you're like, damn, Fire Emblem never gets releases. I've been getting a Fire Emblem game like every year or two, bro. Spinoff or otherwise. Like y'all eating way too good to complain. For real, for real. Anyway, moving on to the announcements. Next up. No Man's Sky is coming to Switch. Whoa! I, I know Patient likes No Man's Sky. I myself haven't played it. Uh, I was a bit surprised that it's not cloud. Like, it's just the actual No Man's Sky, no online internet connection, just the game. Which is kind of cool. Like, I didn't expect them to be able to do that. The fact that they did is kind of an achievement in and of itself. Uh, again, probably will not play it, but I'm happy for people who wanted it on Switch. A cool ad. A cool, like, modern game to throw on the Switch that you can carry anywhere. It'd probably be really fun on Switch. Uh, Just not for me. But you want to talk about something that is for me, bro. Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp? They delayed this shit. I thought for sure it was coming out in December. It was the one game I was looking forward to in December. And then they delayed it. And I'm like, oh, no. And I'm stuck with Pokemon remakes? Ew. Is the holiday title? No, ma'am. None of that. So now they're like, hey... Reboot Camp, still coming, but here's some new features. And also, it comes out in April, so get excited. And I still am. I still will probably pick up this game. Advance Wars 1 is a classic. I haven't even played the second one, but the fact that they're both on Switch, sure. 
Why not? That's just a cool thing to have, a cool thing to add. I'm all for it. Go go play an advanced words game if you haven't tried it yet. They're really fun. All right, then we got a Splatoon 3 co-op mode, Salmon Run. I don't know, like, you know, the Splatoon 3 reveal was like, wow, they're making another Splatoon. But then the more I've thought about it, I'm like, okay, but why are you making another Splatoon? Because Splatoon 2 still works, you know, still plays, still functions. You have to kind of add something new. So I was expecting next time we saw Splatoon 3, we'd be getting like a story campaign or some multiplayer features or something, something to justify his existence. And what we got instead was like, hey, remember Salmon Run? It's a co-op mode. Just like, cool. I know people like Salmon Run. If it's something that like stays throughout the game, because the original Salmon Run like cycled in and out. And I remember people being mad about that. So the fact that it's kind of like its own standalone mode is cool. But I don't know, like, people who like Splatoon are already going to buy three. I don't think the play was to show more of what people already liked. I think the play is to show shit that non-Splatoon fans would want. And I think that's a story mode. I think that's what gets more people excited rather than a co-op mode that was already kind of niche to begin with. Just a bizarre choice. It looks fun. It looks cool. I still have not played any of the Splatoon games, partially because I'd be wanting a single-player campaign. I want to see it. Come on, but show show me some single-player stuff. That's what I'm here for. That's what I want to. That's what I want to play. All right. Next up, speaking of single-player games, Kirby and the Forgotten Land looks so fucking good. I have wanted a, a Mario Odyssey-like game ever since I beat Mario Odyssey the first time, and I've beaten it three or four times. Like, that 3D platformer hole in my heart is massive. And anytime a new 3D platformer comes out, I'm like, I'm interested. That's why I was pounding the table for Donkey Kong. I'm like, I really want a 3D Donkey Kong. That'd be so fun. But then we got Kirby in 3D. And I was like, oh, cool. I like Kirby as well. Didn't expect a 3D one. What's it all about? And it's like copy abilities. And there's these new modes where you can, like, suck up a car and become a car and shit. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. I was already sold. On, on the first Kirby trailer, just the vibe and the post-apocalyptic world and the stages and the hub world of like Waddle D town and shit. It already looked dope. This stuff was just like, oh, cool. Mouthful mode, I guess. Uh, I like the fact actually more than that. Uh, you can actually craft copy abilities and make better versions of them. So they showed like a cutter blade. It's like, okay, normal, whatever. But then you can upgrade it to be like a bigger cutter blade with like a spread pattern. And that's cool. I like the Kirby games that do more with the copy abilities other than just like, yep, it's the same one from Kirby's Adventure. Like Kirby 64 did like a combined feature, which was cool. This of like upgrading them is going to make a lot more sense in a 3D open game where there will probably be resources and stuff and crafting and recipes. I like the idea of that going toward copy abilities in the first place. I think that's a cool touch. So yeah, it comes out in March, not even that long, will probably be a game that I will get on Switch uh, fairly soon, so very excited for that. All right, next up is the fucking dumb game of the Direct. Last time it was DC Superhero Girls, and this time it's Disney Speedstorm, a Disney kart racer featuring all your favorite characters like Mickey Mouse, Mulan, Sully. You think they're going to add Wreck-It Ralph as DLC? You think they're going to add Goofy? I saw Donald Duck, but I didn't see no Goofy. Come on, guys. 
think a little bit. You got to be adding the classic, iconic Disney characters like Goofy. You're going to have Pete. Pete fucking slaps. Ooh, I want Figaro, actually. Figaro the cat from Pinocchio. Put him in Disney Speedstorm. Then I'll buy your game. That's a promise. I'll make a bet right here on 8 on Anchor. If they put Figaro from Pinocchio as a driver in Disney Speedstorm, I will buy this game. That's a promise. And it's a promise because I don't think it'll actually happen. I don't know, man. What do you want me to say about this game? It's a kart racer. It looks like a kart racer. It plays like a kart racer. They didn't spend too much time on it, thankfully. But it's like, why? Why do they keep putting games in here in, in directs that nobody cares about? It's bizarre. Don't know why they did that. Uh, this next one was a bit of a surprise, though. Uh, a collection of Portal 1 and Portal 2 coming to the Nintendo Switch. I thought Portal was dead. I'm going to be honest with you. Valve, like, put out Portal 2 and then went, see you later, bitch, and then peaced out, right? So the fact that, like, we're getting Portal 1 and Portal 2 to Switch is just cool. The fact that they're bundled up together, the fact that, like, they'll probably have Gyro in them, I'm hoping, we'll see, is cool. Uh, I just don't hope it's $60. It's like Portal 1's a 2007 game, Portal 2 2011. They've been out for a long time. You can get them on Steam for like super cheap, like under $5 for both. This should not be more than 30 But they didn't show the price, so I'm a little concerned that they're going to charge over and it's not going to have any like special due levels or anything. So here's hoping. At a good price though, yes, absolutely. The Portal games on Switch is, is a good fit. Some of the best games ever made. I like the idea of the Nintendo Switch having games from all generations that are important because it means that, you know, if I only need one console, the one with Portal on it is, is a good likelihood that I'll, that I'll play that. You know, the Portal games are legit in, in top 10 territory for some people. So the fact that they're on Switch is, is a good thing in my book. Absolutely. All right. Next up, uh, Metroid Dread got an update. Uh, it's basically just new modes. There's a one hit kill mode, which is like cool, but I bet people were already doing that anyway. Then there's a rookie mode so you can make it easier, like cool, whatever. What I liked actually was when they announced the boss rush mode. I've always been a big fan of boss rushes. I think more games should have them, but that's later down the road. It's not going to be coming to Metroid Dread right away. Still cool that they're updating it. Still cool that they're giving this game more stuff. When they said, like, Metroid Dread update, I'm like, what can you update the game with that's done, right? So the fact that they're giving you more modes and options, I think, is always a good thing. Uh, so, yeah, if you like Metroid Dread, more good Metroid Dread stuff. It's free. You know, it's free stuff, so I can't really complain about it too much at all. All right. Next up, we have another collection, uh, the Klonoa series. Both 1 and 2 are coming out in HD for the Switch, uh, as well as PS4, PS5, Xbox, and PC. I've been wanting to play the Klonoa games for a long time. They look so good. The soundtracks bang so hard, but they've never sold well, and they never give them a chance to succeed. So they just end up getting buried at the, at the worst time. I'm hoping now that it's coming to everything, including the Switch, 2D platformers. It's a perfect fit. I hope they do well. I really hope they do well because people have been talking about this series for such a long time. And who knows? If they sell well, we might get another one. I think Klonoa deserves that opportunity for the soundtracks alone. The soundtracks are so damn good. So damn good. Love them a lot. Okay. And then the final little remake remaster that I want to talk about is Chrono Cross. 
Wasn't expecting this one. It was a Chrono Cross rumor, potentially, of a remake. But what this is, is just like the PS1 Chrono Cross game. But it's like slightly prettied up a little bit. It comes with some new mode. It's called like Dream Edition or something. So I imagine something else is coming with it. But I don't know what. I've never played Chrono Cross at all. I kind of thought like if you're going to pick a Chrono game to bring to the Switch, why not Trigger? Right, that's what most people want. Uh, but Chrono Cross also, you know, hasn't been re-released on a whole lot of things. The fact that it's coming to Switch gives me hope, at least, that if it does well, maybe we'll get Chrono Trigger on Switch Online or something else. I just want to play Chrono Trigger, man. It's not that hard. I just really want to play this game and, and hopefully have the opportunity to. Um, but Chrono Cross on Switch is, is pretty cool. I like I like retro and legacy stuff coming in the Nintendo Switch, and this is a good addition. All right, and then to, I think, how much more do we have left? Oh, yeah, okay. So I'll go ahead and talk about the big announcement at the end just because I don't have anything to say about it. Uh, I'm not playing Xenoblade Chronicles 3 uh, at all. I didn't play the first one. I have not played two. Why on earth would I play three on the Switch? I'm happy that all three of them are on the Nintendo Switch. That's cool. But I'm not going to lie, when I looked at the trailer, I kind of thought it was Xenoblade Chronicles X, and I kind of wish it was because it looked like a Wii U game. Maybe I'm being too harsh. Maybe I'm judging it. But, like, Pokemon Legends Arceus came out, like, <laughs> a, a while ago, and that game doesn't look good. So I feel like I'm okay to say that Xenoblade Chronicles also doesn't look good and that we should be making more of a fuss when they keep coming out with Xenoblade games that don't use the system to its full advantage. I don't know. I think Xenoblade Chronicles X would have been a better call because it would have been another Wii U game I don't have to own. But, you know, I'm happy for fans. You know, having having one, two, and three all in the same system is, again, a cool thing. It's just clear that there's a lot of polishing that needs to be done, especially in the backgrounds and textures. There were certain shots that had me believing for sure that it was X, just based on the, on the look, not being the best it could be but who knows we, we still have a while for it to get released but as like a final piece to a nintendo direct it probably uh wasn't the best idea i think more people were looking for breath of the wild 2 or mario odyssey 2 or, or something else xenoblade chronicles 3 is like cool for some people but not something that you would usually in a direct on i think bayonetta 3 made more sense has an ending game for a Nintendo Direct than Xenoblade does. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm in the minority of people. Clearly, a lot of people love these games. I'm just not one of them. All right, next up is Mario Strikers Battle League. Comes out June 10th. And uh, yeah, this was a pretty big surprise. It had been 15 years since the last Mario Strikers. Uh, in case you hadn't played that one, it was called Mario Strikers Charge for the Wii. And it was a game that was pretty universally loved like completionist and all these Nintendo video game essays talking about like how Mario Strikers is secretly underrated and one of the best games ever, but Nintendo continues to ignore it. Well, they've kind of covered all the big Mario sports franchises, right? They did golf. They did tennis. Why not do Strikers? People obviously love it. It'd be pretty easy to make a new one. So they made a new one. Uh, it looks pretty good, honestly. Probably like the most well-polished game of the Direct. I love the the art style, obviously, and all the and all the key art of the scratchy sort of anime look. But in game, they're obviously 3D models. They have a lot of cool characters, a lot of different modes. I've not played a Mario Strikers game, but I'm kind of interested in this one. 
we'll wait and see considering how the other two Mario sports games had some issues, especially when it came to single player content and story stuff. We'll see if this one does a little bit more with it. Honestly, I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, the, the fact that it, they're bringing something like 15 years old back to the Nintendo switch, I think is, is just neat. Even if I'm not necessarily a Mario strikers fan, I just think that's pretty cool in general. All right. I have three major things to talk about that are left in the direct, and thankfully I have opinions on all of them. So let's go ahead and get started with the bombshell announcement, Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings, also known as Mother 1 and 2, are coming to the Switch. Wow, really? Who, who saw that coming? Who had that on their bingo board? Nobody. Nobody predicted this at all, and I'm so excited. After years of Nintendo like ignoring this series and refusing to acknowledge it exists and never putting out Mother 3. It's really cool to see them be like, hey, Mother 1 and 2, you want an opportunity to play them? Here they are on Switch Online. Experience them. For many people, this will be the first time they ever play these games. Like, yeah, I know they technically put them on the Wii U Virtual Console, but that wasn't a guarantee right? It wasn't a guarantee that it would come to Switch. There's a lot of stuff on Virtual Console that never makes its way over, and it would have been so easy for them to be like, nope, let's not pretend it exists. Let's have Ness and Lucas in every Smash game, but no Earthbound representation at all. But instead, they listened, they got the games on there, and this is a vital first step toward eventually getting Mother 3. Some people were like, well, why didn't they announce Mother 3 and not have the first two games on Switch? Like, think about that. You can't do that. You got to have one and two before eventually putting three on there, you know? And will Mother 3 be like next year? Probably not, but there's still a lot of time left. And the fact that we have these two games means that eventually there's a path forward. There's a path forward to Mother 3. Whether or not Nintendo capitalizes on that, I have no idea. But it's cool that the first two games are on there. I'm happy that I can cross Ness off my Smash Brothers test. Lucas, I unfortunately cannot just because Mother 3, lol. But I can at least get Ness because his first game is on there, the only game he's in. And it's on it's on Nintendo Switch. I just think that's cool. All right. Next up, let me talk to you about the hypest announcement for real, for real. Like, I know Earthbound's pretty excited, but this one, I literally popped off. I literally went, oh, my God, they're not doing this. That's insane. They are making Nintendo switch sports are you kidding me they're making nintendo switch how how are they making nintendo switch sports that's insane that's literally insane nintendo switch sports bro i am of the opinion that like the original wii sports is one of the best games of all time like i know it's one of the highest selling of all time and most people are like yeah okay it's just bundled with the wii who gives a shit right like, go play Wii Sports again and tell me that shit ain't fire. Bowling? Bangs. Tennis? Bangs. Golf? Bangs. Boxing? All right, you know, boxing kind of cringe. But it got Matt in there. Classic Nintendo character, Matt. Everybody loves that dude. That fucking, it pretty much spawned all the mean Wii games. Miitopia, Wii Fit Plus. All that shit came from Wii Sports. You would not have any of that without the groundwork that Wii Sports laid to even get better games like Wii Sports Resort that I have also not played yet, but I really want to. And now Nintendo is again acknowledging the fact that, hey, a lot of people like these games. 
hey, these aren't one-off exclusives. Let's make this a series. Nintendo Switch Sports is here. And it apparently like has a battle royale mode for bowling. How on earth does that shit work? Well, apparently there's like 20 people all bowling. And then depending on your score each round, it eliminates people as it keeps going. How cool is that? Like I've talked before about like how battle royale games can be more than just shooters. And I'd like to see the genre experiment with more stuff. This is kind of what I'm talking about. Like why not make battle royale bowling? That sounds epic. It'll be a fun online mode to play with other people. And I just can't imagine like playing tennis and they're adding golf apparently as free DLC online. And apparently there's me's too. A lot of people were saying there weren't me's, but when they did the, the demonstration, Koizumi like had a me face. So clearly they're allowing some form of it, but maybe it's like an optional thing. I don't know. I don't care. The fact that they're, it's like the clubhouse games, right? It's like when they put clubhouse games on switch, I was like, that's weird. Right. But a lot of people love clubhouse games and it's one of their favorite switch titles. Why not do Wii sports? And we got it. That's insane. I'm, I'm beyond excited. I probably will get this game at some point. I just think it's the coolest. (laughs) I just think it's the, I just think it's the coolest thing Nintendo has done in a long time. Uh, outside of Earthbound, you know, Earthbound's pretty cool. Nintendo Switch Sports is also pretty fucking cool, in my opinion. All right, and then the last thing, and this one's a bit more of a a negative, in my opinion. This is something I did not like about the Nintendo Direct. Rather than do Mario Kart Nine, Nintendo has instead decided to make a season pass for Mario Kart Eight. It's called the Booster Course Pass DLC. It'll be $24 and will include 48 tracks starting from March 18th until the end of 2023. So we're going to be hearing about this shit the rest of this year and the rest of next year. And it's apparently like some of these tracks are going to be new. Some of them are going to be like remakes of older ones. We saw Coconut Mall. We saw N64 Chaco Mountain. Uh, Mario Kart tour track for some reason bizarre but okay sure why the fuck not but the thing is is like the timing of it all right like don't get me wrong I will be getting this $24 is a great value having 48 more tracks on top of Mario Kart 8's insane roster of tracks like this is basically the smash ultimate of Mario Kart at this point Like, if they add more characters as well, like classic characters like Diddy Kong in there, then we'd be even better. But in terms of, like, courses and tracks, this one's going to be the best of the bunch. My issue with it is simply down to the fact that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe came out in 2017. And that was a port of a 2014 Wii U game. And the Wii U game, in case you don't remember had DLC almost exactly a year later. It did. The, the the Bell Cup, you know, that's in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. You're wondering where that came from? That was DLC on Mario Kart 8 for the Wii U, a 2014 game. And now that here we are in 2022, there still is no Mario Kart 9, and there probably will not be a Mario Kart 9 until the next Nintendo console. And that's a bit of a shame because Mario Kart has had a tradition of having a new title on pretty much every major Nintendo system from the Super Nintendo 
all the way to the Wii U. And I know some people were like, well, Deluxe technically is that Mario Kart title. And I'll say it's still Mario Kart 8. And the fact that they were willing to make 48 more tracks, the fact that Nintendo found it easier to make 48 new tracks for a game that came out in 2017, rather than, oh, I don't know, making 20 tracks for a new Mario Kart that they could have put out instead is bizarre to me. I, I don't get it. If you were going to do DLC, fine. Do it in 2018. Do it in 2019. Do it in 2020. It is 2022. It has been five years since Mario Kart 8 Deluxe came out. And the last thing people want, the last thing people would want is more of the same game that they have been playing since 2014. Again, I'll buy it. Again, I think it's cool. But damn, does the timing hurt. The fact that this is basically, hey, you're not getting Mario Kart 9 on the Switch. Be happy about it. I can't. I can't be happy about it because that's breaking a tradition. One that I thought was really cool, honestly. I get that Mario Kart 8 is the best-selling Switch game of all time. like, And it's not even close between number two and number one. I get that it continues to sell better and better every year. Making more content for those players is cool. Like, better late than never, but, like, also, why so late? Why did it take five years for this, of all things? I don't know. It's frustrating. But it's the only, I think, baffling inclusion in this Nintendo Direct. I've seen a lot of people say, oh, so no Zelda. But it's like, they said that they were focusing on the first half of 2022, and they showed games from the first half of 2022. Pretty much every game comes out either now till July. The only one that was second half was Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Everything else was first half. So, like, yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense to show off some DLC, some collections, uh, trailers for Kirby, all that sort of stuff. I get some people are a little frustrated that there was no, like, Mario Odyssey 2 or Breath of the Wild 2 or no Mario Kart 9. I get it. But what was here was pretty cool. And there was shit I didn't even get to mention, like the fact that we're getting Star Wars Forced Unleashed. That's kind of cool. The fact that there's all these like old PS1 and Super Nintendo RPGs that are coming to the Switch. That's that's cool. I, I love that they give another shot to those. I think for a lot of people, there are certain directs that are made for them, right? And I've talked about certain directs in the past where it's like, I don't really care about all these RPGs, but if that's you, I hope you enjoyed it. I feel like this direct on the other hand was finally something that catered to my specific niches to my and Zach and Jay's specific weird quirky needs. Like the fact that Jay got star Wars forced unleashed. He was hyped about that. The fact that we're getting Lego games. He was hyped for that. Zach getting earthbound. It's been asking for that for like literally six years or some shit like an insane amount of time. The fact that we're getting a Nintendo Switch Sports is right up my alley. I, it's hard for me to be mad, is basically what I'm saying. Could it have been more hype? Could there have been Breath of the Wild too? Sure. But I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not going to get disappointed there wasn't a Fire Emblem, you know? I'm not going to sit here and get disappointed that there was no Breath of the Wild 2 when it's coming out this year, you know? It's first half. First half of 2022. There will obviously be more. They were basically just showing updates this time around and a couple of surprises like 
Mario Strikers and Nintendo Switch Sports and Xenoblade 3 for, for the RPG fans, and that was it. And that's fine. Again, I'm just happy that they're giving smaller series a shot. I think that's always going to be my thing with the Switch from now until it ends. The more support they give for their smaller, lesser-known series, the better, honestly. And in the meantime, I'm going to have shit like Kirby to play. I'm going to have shit like Portal Collection to play. And apparently I'll be playing Mario Kart 8 and from now until 2024. <laughs> as sad as that sounds. As sad as that sounds. But that's my thoughts on the Nintendo Direct. What did you think about it? Let me know on social media. All of my links in the description below. Shout out to Zach, Jay, Parker, and anyone else who's supported the series. If you want to support the series, there's a little support button. You can click and donate and give me money. It's kind of base. And uh, next time on A Non Anchor will be episode 100, another Q&A episode. If you want to ask me questions, go ahead, join the Discord. And when episode 100 comes around, I'll be answering them. Until then, I've been Ain of Blue Catch Productions, and I'm signing off.